this was rad. It's totally rad. Way rad. Fully rad. I should say that was gnarly. <laughs> and we are back yet once again with This Was Rad Podcast, the only podcast where more and more each week it is getting closer to our actual our actual struggle, Greg, of making a teenager watch these movies. Yep. Uh some uh some strong opinions have been said before we start the movie. And uh Wow. So uh, so we get to delve into some of that psychology nice. as we keep going. Uh, we are two guys in our 30s. Um, uh, I am I am now more He's into my 30s. He's closer to 40s. I am now closer to 40 than I am to 30. Um, oh, yeah. So. His birthday passed, and there's a nice card sent. That's... We we leave that where that is. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> and we all don't right. explore we'll pretend, pretend I didn't hear that anymore. Maybe I'll just cut it. You know me. I edit everything. That's, you edit like um, a really good analogy. It's early morning again. And yeah, no, it's this, gonna, is not, this is not going well at all. I need to spill all. some tea because I hate drinking it. It's already tough. Okay, I, let's just... I, I'm Paul. I'm Greg. Any Anytime? Now? I'm Willow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It was but, it was a pregnant pause. It, 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 was, it was just to build that suspense. Well, and you got a picture of it too. She's got her pinky out. She I mean, it's for the British listeners out no. there. We we have a lot of UK listeners. You're not drinking she's... tea. What do you think this is? Just ah. spilling it. <laughs> oh God! I we did, what a doozy, right? <laughs> this is what? turning out to be. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Oh, I'd also like to point out that I am sick. Uh, we all um, are. We are all <laughs> terribly sick. I I imagine uh, coughing, sneezing, and nose blowing will will permeate this episode. Uh, at least yeah, I have a yeah. nice jacket for my school That's, that officiates me. You do. You do have a very nice jacket. Okay. Anyway, Paul, we watched The Shining. We did. Stephen King's The Shining. The uh, Shining. Stanley, 1980. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick's uh, version of yes. uh, of Stephen King's novel, The Shining. Which uh, I'm, I'm sure most people, if they care to know these things at all, Stephen King does not like this film at all. Very upset nope. with how it came out, and uh, I can understand why. If you read the book, it bears very little resemblance. It's basically the the setup is the same, and then ev- kind of everything else that happens after that is not remotely the same. It's the family goes to the to the hotel. Yep. Yep. And the dad goes crazy, and that's it. There's nothing else is is uh, close. So uh, just little drops and hints, like red rum is in there. Um, the woman in the room. Yes. There, there's pieces yep. in there, but if I were to say, if the book is 100 percent what Stephen King wanted, the movie yep. is like 30 percent of that book. Yes. Um, it it yes. really is a yep. small amount of that. I mean, the ending and all of that. And, and, and you know what's interesting? It just goes to show, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, even Stephen King, and I get he wasn't who he is now back in 1979, but still, he was a huge writer. He had a lot of control. I think this is the movie that started him owning the rights of every movie, so this couldn't happen again. That wouldn't surprise me if that's Um, true, yeah. But yet another 80s movie where the the creator of the material is completely unhappy with what is put to film. Because what? Yeah. Um... Neverending Story was like that. Yes, it um, was. What was 
there was another movie that was like that too that we did. Oh, probably Dune. <laughs> yep, Dune. There you go. I see why. Yes, yeah. Well, that's because uh, Herbert Frank, uh, Frank Herbert. Which one is Frank it? Frank Herbert. What? Who, either Sherbert? one of those people. The guy who wrote it. Sure. His, his Frank, vision Frank, Frank always. Herbert. Right, his okay, vision Sherbert. always included some sort of intergalactic worm sex, and the fact that they couldn't put it on the screen. He was just. That's I mean, what was wrong with it. Yes, it was. Of all the things in the movie, that's what the problem was. <laughs> that was that was it. Like well, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. He said, "Yes, and that was problem." Listen, there is a eighty-nine page chapter on the mating rituals of the sandworms, and he was very disappointed it did not make it to film. I mean, we all were. I mean, I mean, yes, yes, I, I mean, absolutely, yeah. So, what I mean, do you, uh, you know, what do you remember about this this film, Greg? All right. Well, I I have seen this movie uh, multiple times, and uh, I I'm probably not going to say anything that uh, other people don't remember either. So I remember uh, the hedge maze. I remember the last scene in the movie with the uh, you know frozen Jack Nicholson. I remember red rum. Remember uh, uh, Tony? You know, with the finger, he moves his finger when he talks. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and um, I guess the other big thing that I always remember the other two are uh, the the give me the bat scene, and when he's talking with Grady, and he tells Grady that, oh yeah, you used to be the caretaker here, and you murdered your family, and he goes, I uh, I don't recall that. I corrected them. Yes, like I was, yes. I always remember that. Part. Yeah, so those are those are the things that stuck out to me. Uh, for me, I would say the things that I remembered. Um, first of all, uh, what, what what is his name in the movie? Catman Scruthers. Dick Halloran. Okay, I never knew that. Uh, he was always just you know like I call him the caretaker. I'm sure when I was a kid and stuff like that. Or Cr- Scatman yeah. Crothers. Scatman. Um, yeah. He was kind of a, a famous music guy in like the 50s and 60s. But um, you know what I remember most? Even when I was a kid. This movie was scary as a as a kid. You know, the bathroom scene was hor- horrifying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, um, that's that's a. But I always found the scene when he comes into the hotel and he's like, "Hello," and then Jack gets him. I always just remember being like, "Buddy, why did you not stay in Miami? You, you didn't even you come. Have, up, you didn't even come armed. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing at all. And we'll get into it, I'm sure. But it just, I I remember that as a kid, just being like, "This guy is an idiot." Um, but I, as for everything else, and, and we'll get into it too. This movie is two hours, and oh, it's like two and a half and, hours. But it feels like, and again, I don't want to play my, you know, but it, it, there's only eleven minutes of actual like stuff. So everything yeah. that you just said is all the stuff that I kind of remember. I, I watched this probably a little later in life too. I think I was like third. Excuse me. 13 or 14 when I finally saw this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And even then, certain things scared me. I I personally love more psychological thrillers like this, where someone's kind of going insane. Yes, he's having these fantastical illusions, but you're still not sure, is it real, is it fake? And so I kind of like movies like this in, in just that whole... People being people, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. My favorite, the quote that I love using now is from uh, that TV show Supernatural. And I think I might have even said it on here, but uh, one of the characters, uh, Dean Winchester with oh, the dreamy shocker. eyes. Yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, monsters, monsters I can deal with, but people, people are messed up. 
And it's like, because it's true, right? Because people are just, they're out there. So that's what I liked about this movie as a kid. Um, So now I'm going to turn it over to Willow. Now, when we were talking over movies next, you really want to do something. You you have been asking for Stephen King. And when Greg threw this out there, you were like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. What were you expecting? Well, I thought I saw all of it before, but apparently I only watched 15 minutes here and there. Okay. What, What scenes do you think you had seen before? Like, when he's, like, coming after with the axe, and, like, the ending when he freezes. Okay. Like, I don't know, just, like... Did you really like those parts? I thought they were cool, and I thought maybe there's stuff in between that were cooler. And then we got 50 minutes of wood at the beginning. (laughs) Just straight up wood (laughs) forest. Okay, yeah, I want to clarify. Um, 50 minutes of forest, not 50 minutes of of wood. That would be weird. These days, that could well, mean a lot of things. there's yeah. wood in the house, there's yeah. wood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there is wood everywhere in this movie. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. It just, Willow, your disdain for, for common logging and fire. Yeah. Just, just... No, Willow, Willow uh, is, a, is a, correct me if I'm wrong, big fan of the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. That's true, right? Yeah, you're all about clear-cutting uh, the rainforest, right? Is yeah. that still a Pave, thing? Yeah, doesn't, no, uh, doesn't she, she doesn't have a car, but she has a bumper sticker that says pave the rainforest for when she gets a car. Right? <laughs> yes, it's on her Wait, bike. but why? <laughs> I like orangutans. She's just saving No, it. not orangutans. What? You can go see an orangutan in, in, in a zoo. Orangutans are in the rainforest? Yeah. Okay, so... So why would I want to see the pavement go over it? It's not like they're going to put the animals right back on top. No, they could build a zoo. Okay, then. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally fine. Doesn't matter. By the way, speaks to her generation. Problem? Yeah. Simple solution. I'm done caring. Yep, the end. <laughs> Case closed, as we like oh, to say. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I missed that one. Anyway. Let's get into so, this. The Shining. It's a few minutes more going to do you now. Stay away from me. Please. Don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the f*** in. Um, All right. We start out with the score to this film. And let me tell you, the music in this movie is awful. Thank it you. Is, it is. I Thank love you. a good synth score. And the opening isn't terrible. No, the, no. It. It goes on and on, and it gets, like, weirder and weirder, and I was just like, I don't remember it being this bad, man. It is not good. No, I was with you. Well, first of all, I would like to say it is nice to see that the tuba gets some recognition, (laughs) because I feel like in, in the cinematic music universe, the tuba is not really represented. Okay, harps, we get it. You're the incoming of elves. Uh, trumpets, we get it. You're the, you're the, uh, you're, right. you're the raging elephants, but, you know, the tuba. Wait, why do we all associate trumpets with elephants? Because they have snouts that sound like trumpets. Really? Whoa, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> okay. Dropping knowledge on Willow over here. It's what blowing I, her mind It's up. what we do. We're the professor. You can be Marianne. <laughs> oh, oh, can I? I'm, I'm so glad I'm not ginger. <laughs> PB well, then we'd have to ginger. switch you out two years in. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's true. 
So I just I can't wait for the Harlem Globetrotters to show up and then <laughs> yes. somehow escape and leave us all here. Again. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right. My favorite episode was when was when Marianne ate the the super carrots and she could see a ship that was like 30 miles away. <laughs> It's so stupid. We, we got we got to save this for our for our other podcast. Uh, uh, th- this was Gilligan's Island. Island. This yeah yeah yeah. This was a three hour tour. Our oh, podcast. you should write that down. I'm I'm <laughs> in. Every episode is three hours. Oh, that's, oh! that's the rule on each episode. Each. Every episode is three hours long. <laughs> every episode. It's a thirty minute show, but every episode right, of our right. podcast and we talk is about three it for three straight hours. <laughs> a three hour podcast. It's right in itself. It is. Okay. It's right in itself. But yes, I, immediately. And I know, so the opening starts with him driving up to just be interviewed for this job, which I think they could have skipped. What happened to the I, other guy? Yeah, what about phones? I mean, he's just, just kind of inconspicuous. Inconspicuous? I don't know what the word means, but it sounds right. Okay, but what 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 other guy? He was just sitting there, and he was being interviewed, too, at the same time, right? No, 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 no. no. That other guy worked for the hotel. Yeah. He was oh, like, okay. yeah, there's two guys in the wrong guy or whatever. Yeah, they're interviewed but, at the same time as a competition. Yeah. That would be awkward as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of you is getting this job. <laughs> Let's see who that is by the end of this interview. <laughs> How do you think that goes? You know where, you know where it starts? You, you know where the, 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 the deviation of roads are, right? It's the reaction yeah. to, oh, and the last caretaker hacked his family together. One of those two people is going to react like Jack. The other one is going to go, you know what? I'm moving to Boise. <laughs> yeah. Eh, maybe I don't need this job quite as much as I thought I did. I also love, so yeah, basically, to get to where we are, because nothing happens, is no. Jack goes up and they're talking to him about this job, and you yeah. understand that he was a teacher, he's looking to do some writing, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to just be up there and write. And Which I he agree says, with. well, there's one part of this job that we haven't told you about, and that is, or there's one thing we haven't told you about, the, there was a caretaker at one point, who, and he doesn't even say, like, went a little crazy and killed his family, <laughs> like, Says like, oh yeah, like hacked them up and like stacked them neatly in one of the rooms. He's like really going into it, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird that you're relishing so, like, the details. He's of not story selling so the much. guy the the ski lodger or whatever. Why did he have to tell him about the history? He didn't have to I, say anything at all legally. Yeah, well, yeah, but I think I think he just wanted to tell him to see how he'd react. I guess I don't know. Which which well, doesn't make a lot of sense because Jack's reaction's a, a little odd. But then later in the movie, he goes, "Oh yeah, I read about it in the papers." Shouldn't Jack already know that before he gets up there? Yeah, and that's that's one of those things that I think was cut because in the book. He is spending a lot of time in the boiler room going through all these old newspaper archives. Yes. Yeah. And that's so not... that makes sense. He probably read about it in a newspaper archive, but that's not in this movie. So it's not. I'm, I'm no. with you. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, um, what I will say is I love this line. I'd never noticed it before where um, what's his name? Uh, Ullman, uh, the, the, the owner of the hotel or the manager or whatever. And he's like, well, Jack, you know, for um. Our people in Denver recommended Jack here, and for once, I agree with them. And I just want to know, who are the other people that they recommended that he was like, no, nah, I don't want these people staying here? Well, they like, probably were single men who could handle it and, and will not yeah, yeah. go insane. Because that, that was my question, is the last guy hacked his family to pieces. Why would we ever put another family in this situation? Uh, maybe, you know, you just, you're due. 
You know, well, the last one went bad. The second one and just destroy the hotel. It's a possibility, and I thought about that, but really, the hotel. Let's think about this. Four people died, and pretty messily. Wouldn't you want to yes. just take the risk that the one guy would kill himself versus having to clean up three more bodies? Wait, how is it still open? <laughs> like, the people that still go to the ski lodge, like, why would they still go there instead of somewhere else? Oh, well, that's easy. For a couple bucks, you can get anybody to clean anything. Oh, yeah. Well, like, when, if he has to tell the new caretaker, why wouldn't he tell them who the, who's selling? That's true. Like, can't they just look up, like, the history? The other thing is, I don't think this was the last caretaker. I think it was that was like a it was a while ago. Then who's been you know taking I mean? care of it in the past? Yeah, yeah I thought he like said it was the last caretaker. <coughs> oh, did he? I thought he said it was. He said a caretaker. But internet, figure figure this out yeah, for yeah, us. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so um, this this is where we get all the exposition. They're going to be up there for five months. Yeah. You know, the snow, you know, what did he say? They get like 20 feet of snow or something on average. It was something insane. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. they're like, you are up here alone. They don't plow the roads. You know, you are done, done, done. It's not gonna, uh, ha- you know, you're not going to get out of here. You know, you, you do you do have a snow cat, but, you know, that's, that's not really an option on the roads and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Jack's just like, oh, yeah, after I heard about that and the murder-suicide, yeah, my wife's going to love it up here. It's great. Right. Right. Well, you know, well, when I'm planning my vacations, Greg, right, um, the right, first okay. thing I do is say, okay, where, where have murder-suicides occurred? Now, mm-hmm. now, I could go to Hawaii. Um, yeah, well, I, I bet a lot of people have murdered and suicided in Hawaii. It, right, right. But instead, I'm thinking... Uh, I'm thinking Hoboken in New York, uh, where, uh, mm-hmm. where, uh, Sid and Nancy died in the hotel mm-hmm. and, yes, and yes. go with that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's good. That's the way I look at it. Um, I think I, that's a smart move. Yeah. I, I but I, I, the thing is, is though, is, is as soon as they, as soon as this happens, they cut immediately to his family and their son is talking in a broken voice and the mother is talking to their voice. To, yeah, to, to Tony, his his imaginary friend, so, so, where he, he moves his finger up and down. So I hypothesized Jack heard murder-suicide, and he went, yeah, that's still not even, that's not even pinging the crazy meter in my fam- <laughs> in my life. That That's, oh, yeah, that, that's a solid two. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. My son says he has a voice in his mouth. Um, I, I expect when he's, when he's 30, he's going to start shooting people with a Ruger 44 <laughs> yes, in yeah. New York parks. Uh, yeah. So, frankly, this might level him out a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't I, you worried about your kid uh, being alone? Ah, no, he's got, like, some, like, guy in his mouth he talks <laughs> to right, or whatever. Right. He's, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> he's never truly alone. You know what he needs? He needs uh, he needs strong mental guidance, so I think five months alone in the <laughs> right. bleak wilderness of Colorado should just fix him right up. <laughs> Where's got Tony? Yeah. No, Tony... Tony is a voice in his head. This kid is broken. Immediately, this kid is broken. Pretty solid. Solid? No, he's not. I, I mean, I mean, it's like he's alone. He's 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 like the vase from the Brady Bunch. It looks solid, but as soon as you put water in it, what? <laughs> that was a pull. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, right. We cut. We cut back to uh to to Danny, and um, he's predicting the phone call is gonna come. That he got the job, and then he sees the vision of like the creepy twins and the yeah. blood coming out of the elevator and all this stuff. Yep. And then 
Um, and so we have a doctor that shows up and is checking Danny out and basically saying like, yeah, he's fine. You know, sometimes kids have these weird like seizure, you know, it's not that uncommon, you know, for a kid to black out or whatever. If it, if it happens a lot, you have to do something, but you know, it's fine. It's, it's just more exposition to basically explain that, um, Jack dislocated Danny's arm when he was drunk one time, you know, so it's more, more of that where, where you have a pattern, you, you've established that Jack is, was an alcoholic and is now five months sober. Is that because a, that's going to come? That's to at the beginning. Yeah, it's at the very beginning. With the do- when the doctor <laughs> checks out Danny, um, Shelley Duvall tells doctor? the doctor. Yeah, I don't remember that either. The woman who comes in and checks Danny out. His mom? No, 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 no. He's like laying in bed. Yeah. And the doctor is like, oh, you know, uh, she's like looking at his eyes and stuff, and Dad, and then they're like, oh, so how, you know, how too. are things, you know, and blah blah blah, and they talk and talk and talk. And the kid have something in I, common. You're not gonna like correct your family later, are you? No, I, I, no. I think well, he's gonna be. Corrected. Will and I do not remember this scene at all. Okay, did I watch some bizarre version of the? Film? <laughs> did you watch? It? Did you watch? It? Did you somehow find a longer cut? version? I don't think there is an extended cut of this movie. We watched it on Netflix. Now it's just The Shining. I rented it off Amazon. Oh, oh. that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like the the extended cut. It's just a regular cut of the film. Amazon's yeah. always the cheap version. We watched Netflix. Two two hours, 23 minutes. Yep. Okay. I'm not kidding. I think you watched a longer version because the one we watched, I want to say was maybe two hours. We watched it on Netflix. Hmm. (laughs) You got a longer version. Well, let's see where this goes. (laughs) Yeah. This will be fun for you to, to cut up. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to Netflix right now. Because I honestly do not remember a doctor. Two hours and 23 minutes. On Netflix? Yeah. I think we're just idiots and didn't pay attention. How do oh, yeah, you were yelling minutes. at me yeah, for no, the first the same, 20 minutes. Same, same running length. I think so. you might have missed it because you were yelling at me about, like, not watching. You're like, blah, blah, you're over there. No, that blah, was last blah. night. So uh, well, you must have had night. some sort of blackout where the magic person in your mouth was talking to you about something. I have to assume that that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a woman. A woman comes to the apartment. She checks Danny out real quick, and then they talk, and and, and it explains that that he was an alcoholic and he he dislocated Danny's shoulder. So uh, you know. Okay. But he's been he's been sober for five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just that, just, that's just more, yeah, we, more well, I, I, This movie, there's so much of this movie we got to get through. So. Um, yeah. minutes. Well, it's, I mean, luckily, it's really only up till we get to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So they blah, blah, they go blah, to the blah, hotel. Get to the hotel. <laughs> they they drive Four, up to the hotel, cool, and I gotta say, um, you know, at this point in my notes here, I'm writing like, man, uh, this is long. Yeah. This is taking a yeah. long time. Well, to get moving. So uh, the, uh, the only two points I want to point out. Are um, first of all, did you also catch that yet another giant building constructed on Indian burial grounds? Yeah, again. And the the other thing that I had forgotten about is how much um, they talk about like Indian stuff in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, what? Like I complete. And um, there's an excellent documentary all about The Shining and the really weird no, that's uh, theories that people have about The Shining. Yep. And one of them is that it's 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 some weird it's a thing about Native Americans or whatever, and I was just like, yeah, wow, they talk about that a lot. They do. They bring it up quite a, a number of times, more than I would have thought. Because again, just like Poltergeist, we never actually see Native Americans. 
So I'm not sure why they're so upset about them. Not not that we should be uh, taking their land and constructing hotels or, or condos on them, but... Okay, they're dead. We but, grow above. Well, but the thing is, is that their spirits seem to come back just mm. just to piss off a bunch of people from the 1920s who then wreck havoc in the 80s. Have you noticed that it's, pattern? Well, it's a weird pattern. I don't know why the Native Americans have decided to save it all up for the 1980s, but <laughs> um, maybe they really hated Reaganomics? Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's gotta weird. be, right? Bring back Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, it doesn't trickle down. It's okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the only other thing that we we find out is Scatman Crothers and the kid share this supernatural thing called the Shine, or as the Simpsons called it, the Shinin. The Shinin. You don't want right. to get sued. No, you don't. Favorite. One of my favorite lines. Treehouse of Horror episodes. That's one of the best ones. That is one yes. of the. Best the, with uh, the, the with, with Willie there, but anyway, um, the, the, the one thing that I wanted to point out, and this is what I thought where you were going, is Shelley Duvall is constantly smoking right next to Danny, just yeah. constantly. Yeah, like they're eating breakfast, he's like drinking milk and watching cartoons. She's just smoking right next to him. Like it happens nonstop in this movie. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, again, that's that, that's well, the eighties. Yeah, kid. I mean, everybody smoked all the time. It's true. It's true. It's true. So anyway, um, but he has a connection with the kid that right. comes up very uh, just pointlessly later in the movie. But for this, he's talking to him and and he's kind of giving him some insight a little bit into what's going on. We get a little bit more explanation from Danny about what's going on with him and his finger. Right. It's we, just we more exposition. Out- it's it's more exposition, which which is is important. Um, you know they have they 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 have the the conversation where where uh, Halloran is telling Danny, and he says, "Well, you know, places are kind of like people. Some of them shine, some of them don't." Um, and he he tells Danny that like the stuff he sees here can't hurt him. It's like pictures in a book. So if you see scary stuff, just close your eyes, yeah, and it'll go away. You know, and uh, Danny says. You're scared of room 237. And uh, and Dick Halloran tells him, like, you stay out of that room. You have no business being in there. So that's, you know, planting the seed that's going to pay off Which later is okay. And, and so to kind of break down some more scenes in this movie later on, I don't mind some of these scenes until you realize they're the montages of this movie where there's just... It's, it's not even that they're getting information out. It's that they don't get to the information quick enough in a pacing and a writing style that is conductive to watching a movie it's it's all this real time like this scene oh, yeah. goes on for almost eight minutes eight minutes of real time talking for for what could have been you know as they were transitioning from one location to the other or something happening instead this kid is just slowly muling through some some chocolate ice cream and they're talking and instead of like being like Oh, this is interesting. It's more like, oh God, would you just just somebody die? <laughs> the pacing in this movie is bad. It, it is this this bad. movie is. I had forgotten how long it was. Yeah, I'm and, with you. I'm with I was, you. Uh, watching this movie because I remember like really liking this movie and being like, oh yeah, no, this movie is like super great. And now I'm just like, wow, they really needed to chop like an hour out of this movie. It, it, I, I agree. Um, it's very it's very old in its horror approach. Even though it, it it was it, it's innovative, and I mean, you know, a lot of movies have stolen from this film, but I mean, 
it feels its age. It, it I'm not really gonna lie for a second. I thought we were talking about Greece, which was made in like 1978. I'm like, yeah, because it was like in the 1970s. I was like, wait, we're not doing that. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> we were talking about The Shining, Greg and I, as long as the de- expositions we were just talking about. And, no, the and you just story. came up with, I thought you were talking about Greece. Yeah, when he was like, <laughs> talking about this, how old the writing style is and how long it is. No, like, no, was it that I long? I talking <laughs> about the uh, beauty school dropouts this, or something. This oh, movie, I say that randomly and this movie would be a different movie if Danny Zuko and Sandy were there and Rizzo played Danny um and and other characters just started showing up in the and they were doing a musical and the lady in the tub was just like you know beauty uh, school dropout no 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 she's not a beauty school dropout uh <laughs> she's a swim swim instructor dropout um that's why she drowned um the twins definitely a yeah yeah should have taken those swim lessons lady as bad, soon as, as, soon as the, uh, the elevator opens uh instead of grease lightning it's blood letting Bloodletting, you know. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. Oh my god, it's a medical guys. term, which is like involved with a barbarous pull, where like they hang the blood to like clean it out, and that drops into the whole bowl at the bottom. Bloodletting yep. is when they cut a vein and put it into a bowl because they think the bad blood coming out will let new fresh blood grow. And the barber pole—that's what that represents. No, the barber pole is where they would hang the bandages outside because in the eight, eight, sixteen and seventeen hundreds. Your barber was also your dentist and your doctor. Yep, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's true. And they they would occasionally do bloodletting, so they you're would. actually both correct. Yeah, and like the barber's pole represents the bar the bloodletting with the veins. Let's talk blue. about barber poles for the rest of the episode. Fun. Yeah, barbers, barbarism, pirates of the Barbary <laughs> Coast, I'll, any of these topics. Uh, Barbosa from Pirates Barbosa. of the Caribbean. There we go. There we go. Uh, Conan uh, the Barber. I was gonna say Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, oh, right, oh, right to my wrestling heart you go. Yeah, man. Oh man, that guy. He literally got his face crushed in a boating accident, and then they made a yeah, storyline out of it. something like that. Yeah, poor, poor Brutus. Poor man, Brutus. this episode sucks. This is the worst episode. Barber <laughs> Not a good episode. <laughs> you know um, what? Why don't we do this then? Unlike most episodes where we plod through like this movie let's just get to the scenes that we got to talk about and, and all right so here's so here's all here. here's all you need to know about this movie we're going to be skipping large chunks of it because nothing literally happens. nothing is happening uh i will say there uh this movie is gorgeously shot i would uh, agree you have a with lot that. of very early steady cam work that's like following yes. danny around as he's riding his big wheel and that looks great you have a lot of very cool uh, framing where normally you wouldn't put people in the center of the frame and because it emphasizes sort of like a loneliness because they're small in a big frame but that's exactly what we're supposed to see here jack nicholson is always typing Wait. in the center of the frame in this giant room you know all this stuff so it's it it you know stanley kubrick is an amazingly good director he's very very competent but good god yeah, there's just large swaths of this film where nothing is happening. Can we comment um, on how, like, they're in the one trashiest room in that entire hotel? I know. Yes, we can. Oh, yeah. like, what all the is nice up with rooms? that? Right? You have all... Room 237, aside from the corpse, is very nicely decorated. I think I could put up with the corpse. <laughs> it was like, well, I, yeah, but I mean, I look at this thing. I mean, too. I have two different sinks in this bathroom. I mean, ignore the corpse. I have two sinks. I mean, okay. I mean, in the the kitchen, like, like everything's nice in there and all, but who's going to cook? Because clearly they don't. 
I, right? Right. Couldn't they just set up like a, a pillow fort in the middle of the foyer? I mean, it's you literally. Well, and I, I, they they say that that's the only Heated the room. only thing that gets heat all year round. Seriously, to save to save money, and so. But you come on, that that's on purpose. They they just don't want people mucking up the hotel room. You know what though? Here's the thing. <laughs> that's totally he, what he has is. to go down and turn on all the different sections um, with the boiler throughout the winter. That's what he's doing. Maybe right. one section gets turned on every day. You know, maybe. You know, I mean, ah, so so a couple sections get missed. It, it's all on paper. Just check the box. That's it. Yeah. And by the way, you know what? And that brings up the other point. You're right. In the book, it's always Jack who's down there doing the boiler. In this movie, we don't see Jack doing a thing. In this movie, it's Shelley Duvall who goes down there and checks on on the boiler. Which, by the way. I asked the question, who signed up for the caretaker job? Yeah, Shelley Duvall has her own coveralls, and she's doing the cooking. <laughs> this poor woman. She's doing the cleaning. Right. I mean, she's technically like, he said he just wants to write. I mean... Uh, yeah, Yeah, I but guess. he signed... No, no, no. As he stipulates later when he attacks her, I have an obligation. I signed a contract. Well, she should have shot back with, well, then start doing the work. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm Salted. literally, she's in her coveralls while she's getting yelled at, this you is, know, by, by him. I, okay. It's a so. joke that I say all the time, but I love it. And, and it goes exactly to this point. It's Jeff Foxworthy. And he goes, women will never take as much pride in everything that they do as much as a man will in the one thing he does. A woman could be outside after doing the laundry, cooking the dinner and getting the kids to school, paving the driveway and will not say a word. But a man will walk out and say, hey, baby, the ashtray was full, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 100%. That's this movie. I would, I, would, I would agree. That's this movie. She's out there shoveling. She's taking care of the... By the Why way, am I the absolute opposite of that? <laughs> like, like, I will watch everyone else do everything else, and I'll like pick up one dish and put it in the sink and be like, guys, <laughs> look over here. <laughs> well, you're breaking stereotypes, and that's that's the most important thing, Willow. Really? A girl in cosmetology is breaking stereotypes? <laughs> Where? <coughs> look, Willow, you don't have to break all the stereotypes. You <laughs> break one or two. Hey, you know what? Hey. Rome wasn't built in a day. The glass ceiling isn't coming down in one crack. You gotta chip away at it, as they say. Why is there That's a glass right. ceiling? Ice could just fall on it, and well, then we'd all die. Skirts. Ew. <laughs> that, nothing. I, I, Paul, you've got that backwards. Oh. The, the men are on top of the ceiling, looking down at the women. Whoa! You know, women can't. Get I just want to point they out. Can see it, but they can't get there. I, I just want to point out. Until I was in my mid twenties, I never actually understood that, and I, especially as a kid, That's fair. I just thought the glass ceiling, the women are on top. No, that that makes that makes sense. I, I get that. <laughs> I was a it's perverted like, little child. What do you want from me? You're always looking at me, Willow. <sighs> You're always judging me with your eyes, just like Jack does to, to poor Shelley Duvall. Here. How, what, what do you think is going to happen when Willow discovers that everyone is exactly the same as you and I? And she oh, disappointment! So oh, so yeah, much disappointment! Soul crushingly sad. So anyway, I guess a little bit about the movie. Um, Scatman Crothers, um, he has a particular style for his home. Oh, does he um, ever? He's a big fan of the, uh, nude Nubian princess, uh, as and it were. That, that one woman doesn't have an afro on her head. It looks like she has an entire rug on her head. <laughs> she does. It's, yes. it's the, I'm not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. There's a picture of a woman who has an afro that is, 
I am going to conservatively say two and a half feet in diameter. Yes. Yes. I, and I, that is that is not a joke. That is like a conservative estimate. So it's enormous. And if you've ever seen, like, I don't think her hands could reach the edges to, to, to fro. No. Like, she has a team to help. <laughs> There's a whole squad. She, I, I, I think she like took the neck brace off because she can't support her own head. <laughs> yeah, she just took it possible. off to get the picture real fast and then put it back on. Oh, Willow, that's true. You're Actually, right. yeah, Willow, Willow is pulling her hair out, and it's about as wide as the afro is. Because I have a foot now, in we, fifteen. No, I have two feet on both sides. Now, now we would like to point out, um, she's a beautiful black woman, um, who's depicted. <laughs> we get it, race equality. Let's move on. Okay then. That's coming from the 14-year-old white girl. Wow. Um, I'm half Asian, thus I'm okay to oh, say whatever. Oh, that's true. That's true. That gets you the pass. But the yeah, it's but it's like if you say you like if you mix white and you mix yellow, you you still get yellow. It's just a whiter yellow, so it's like you can't come up with like a snappy color thing, you know? It's like you just you, what do what do you do? There's I don't know. There. The point of the thing is, is Scatman Crothers is suddenly getting like this, this vision or this connection with Danny, and he suddenly has a compulsion to to contact the family. And what he does is, and maybe maybe I missed the time frame, but he he contacts the deputy, um, who we forgot to mention, Shelley Duvall uses a radio that does have connection to a deputy station at the bottom it's of the mountain. Yeah, the 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 phone lines are out because of the right. bad weather. But they, it's the, um, the forest service yes. is, is who they are talking to. Um, and that, that's who Dick Halloran calls right. and has them check. He has them check. Now, the, the, the guy goes, okay, give me half an hour. And this is the way the scene plays out. And this is why I was confused. Dick hangs up the phone and goes, okay, looks at the clock. Oh, I thought you just we, gave him a nickname. I didn't realize that was his actual name. <laughs> no, no, it's Dick Halloran. His real name. Dick, Pay Dick attention. Halloran. He's been saying it for like the last 20 minutes. So anyway. Oh, no. We see Jack, who's now slowly going a little bit more and more insane. Um, yes. He goes into the radio room, hears the radio, pulls out um, the transistors so the radio doesn't work. Cut to Scatman Crothers on a plane. How did he? Get, how did he purchase a ticket and get on a plane in all of less than thirty minutes? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's like this is the one part they decide to Medical speed up and cut around. Day, right, it's, right, it's this. I want to see him packing. I want to see him in a in a taxi cab talking about his day with some with well, uh with a guy who doesn't care. And we get that when he gets off the plane, <laughs> yes. we see him driving, calling to, to talk to some people, <laughs> just, and then more just driving. Wait, what if they called him back? We get all of that the, before but, the half yeah, hour, and then whatever. did all that. What's that? What if he did all that? Like he called and then did all that, and we just didn't see the other phone call. No, I I get that, but half an hour. It, it's half an hour that he's that he's there, and then he's on a plane. So my confusion with this whole scene is the fact that their clothing looks like it's all the same because what happens is Shelly now goes – there's a, been a bunch of stuff that's happened and just for time's sake of our podcast, we just can't get into everything. This is where it really – this is where the movie – I told Willow, we're an hour and 20 minutes and this is where the movie starts. She yeah, and the in, last the last 40 minutes are pretty are solid. Are pretty they're solid. Great. There's a couple scenes and that so, are still a little long, but it's you solid. You know what I was confused about? I thought that Jack was played by Jack Black for the longest time. Oh my God! Yes, for, Greg. 
ever. I thought halfway through this movie, she goes a a like negative uh uh, three year old Jack Black. That's what I said. She goes. She goes. Wait a second. When does Jack Black show up? And I'm like, who? She's like Jack Black. Isn't he in this movie? To which I thought he was the main character. To which I immediately went. This is a totally different movie with Jack (laughs) Black. What a a way better movie with Jack. I would remake this movie with him starring. I could not be a bit more humorous. I just picture him and Kyle Glass as Tenacious D. Wendy, Kyle, no, why are you attacking me? Kyle plays Danny Torrance. Jack Black plays his dad, and I don't care who they get to play Wendy. I don't care who that is. It could be a potato with googly eyes on it. No, or as good as no. Shelley Duvall does, it doesn't 100%. matter. hundred percent, it would absolutely be a potato with 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 a a little a Barbie black wig on. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wendy. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for this. I'll make I'll make some phone calls. I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah, yeah. So so before but anyway, we get to the last forty minutes, the, the the only things that we need to constantly say are Jack is getting like angrier with his family constantly. He's staring off in the space. He's becoming withdrawn and distant. Uh, Wendy's getting freaked out. Danny is acting weirder and weirder. He's talking to Tony more. And what's very important is Jack has been spending time in the giant function room they have uh, called the yes, Gold Room. Yeah, that's true. And he's starting to see Lloyd, the bartender, is there giving him drinks. Yeah. So his he you know this it it represents the hotel is slowly corrupting uh, the dad to, so to I, where he's going to go crazy further on in the in the future. Is this like Murder House where all the like ghosts sh- showing up, and then that's why he tries to kill his family because they want to be together forever. You know what? And that's an interesting thing. Um, and I I know I've read up on the movie and, and some stuff, and and, and a, a couple points of contention that always come up that even Stephen King has never really explained is because he he likes Stephen King's likes odd supernatural happening in a natural setting where you don't know what's going on. He he never explains where anything comes from. All of his mystery or monsters or magic just happens. Like The Shining. Like The Shine. He explains what it is and, and Crothers says, oh, some people are born with it. And that's it. Like, that's like, it's not like the X-Man Xavier's not out there trying to figure out who all the Shining kids are. It just happens. So, one of the things that comes up a lot is, is the hotel, A, really haunted, B, is Jack going insane, or is it a combination thereof? Or, if you believe this ending from the movie, did it never take place at all? I thought it was just, like, AHS Hotel, where, like, they show up, and then, like, they're, like, sneaking around behind them. No, I always felt that the hotel was just haunted, and because Danny has the shine, it wants to eliminate him. Um, not necessarily take his powers, but just eliminate mm. him because he is—he can see what the house is doing, or the hotel mm, in this okay. case. So, um, but anyway, Jack is—he's slowly going insane. <clears throat> There's a couple scenes where uh, he confronts Wendy. Um, she uh, she hits him, puts him in a freezer. Um, he's oh, not- we're jumping to here. No, it's okay. a yeah. <laughs> Unless you have you something else thought- important. I mean, literally. Well, yeah. I mean, there's 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 the scene in in two thirty seven where Danny goes in and he comes out and he has bruises all over him. Uh, Wendy thinks it's Jack. Jack goes to investigate, and you have that 
scene with the woman, the nude woman in the bathroom. Although we fast forwarded through, yes. And yeah, and then and then he just and then it's like, oh hey, this is weird that I'm in a hotel all alone. Oh, there's a nude woman. Oh, I'll just start making out with her. Oh, she's a rotting corpse. Yeah, I'm gonna not tell my wife about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, listen, uh, I'm a happily married man. Um, if if I was making out with a nude woman, that's already number right. one. Not going on the yep. list of things I'm gonna tell her uh, until deathbed. Uh, if it yeah, turned into a corpse, uh, I I disavow any knowledge of that situation ever again in my life. It doesn't yeah. go in a diary. Doesn't get told to mm. a doctor. I don't even tell it to uh, to the dog when we're when we're home alone watching uh, Criminal Minds. We, we just don't do it. Oh, yeah, okay, fair. That's fair. It's a fair point. Would you Would you tell your wife? No. <laughs> okay. No. No. I don't think I, I I don't think I would tell her. Hey, I was I was making out with a random woman I saw in a bathroom, nude, and then she became a corpse. Yeah, full frontal nudity, <laughs> and then uh, she turned into a corpse. Yeah. And then, um, and then she laughed really hard, like she trolled me really good, which let's be honest, she did. She got me. She got me. Tra la 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 Yeah, exactly. You know, right. Uh, you right. got me. But no, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I take that to the grave. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that, that is a, that is a grave worthy. I'm listening uh, to it, like with my headphones off from mom's perspective. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, the reason why I'm skipping through some of this is just because it's just it's little no, it's things a, that it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, it I, I'm, I'm I'm picking up the slack. I'm so trying, yeah, I'm trying basically, to basically. <coughs> yes, now we're in the last forty minutes of the movie. Uh, Halloran is on his way. Uh, Jack, Jack goes has, to the party to a party. It's a full-on party now, where he uh, where he runs into Crothers. I'm uh, not Crothers. Uh, Grady. Grady. Um, and now and Grady basically tells him like. You're gonna have to kill your family, <laughs> as basically as he could. However, and this will obviously be either this thing or opening. Uh, they needed to be corrected. Oh yeah, the yeah. greatest delivery of a you need to kill your family. It, the only one better is that kids in the hall skit where one where the neighbor dresses up as the devil and he goes to the neighbor and goes, "Yeah, I'm the devil. You need to kill your family." Uh, <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, yeah. If you kill your family, you'll be rich. You'll be powerful. But you got to get rid of them. Oh, okay. And like, it cuts to like an hour later, and he comes out. And he's got two bloody bags, and he goes, "I, I, I did it. I, I killed my family. It's me, Bob, your neighbor." Wait, <laughs> that was a pretty good joke, there, huh? Huh? No, 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 Bob. I, I killed my family. <laughs> Dave Foley was amazing in that scene. Um. But it's just like that. It's just Grady giving him the old, ah, you gotta have to just, uh, yeah, give him the old correction, sir. That's what That's I right. say. Also, completely forgot uh, the N word <laughs> multiple times in that scene. Yes. I was oh like, my Whoa, God. I forgot this was in this movie. And not even that. It's how they say it. He's called an N word. Oh, my God. And no, then Jack, he, but it, the actual action. Jack's into that word, so like, good. real hard. He's like, but, but Jack's reaction is fit. He's like, <gasps> Like, like he's an old Southern Belle, like, <gasps> right. not an N-word! <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly got a case of the vapor. Like, like, oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But yes, I... Which, considering the time of the movie, I'm not surprised. And the other thing, too, is, even though there's cursing in this movie, not nearly as much as I thought there was. Yeah, uh, there's only there's only a few like f bombs here and there. Well, to be honest, there's not a lot of dialogue in this. Yeah, movie. that's that's true too. 
But anyway, um, so he gets, anyway, this he is, realizes this that's is where what he has to do. Everything goes goes crazy, and um, you know, uh, Wendy gets the bat, and well, she goes uh, down to where he's been typing. To... Where's yeah, been yeah, she because she she takes the bat with her because she's still convinced there's someone else in the hotel with her. I think. And um, well, that's because Jack said he didn't see anyone, and now she right. doesn't know is there someone else or is it Jack or is um, it yeah yeah. So I think it's good that she's kind of a little off kilter. What happens is she goes down to where he's been typing, and she sees, and this is a famous line. It it, it comes up all the time now. It's everywhere, but all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah, all he's been typing is just reams of paper that just say, but it's but it's like it's formatted like he which, was working on a play, which is a and great, it just says all work and no play, which is, is a great little thing. I love that that, that little nuance to Wait, it. Wait, did it say pay or play? Play it. it oh, if I you, said no pay. I'm like, then what is he doing? Might as well give up at that point. No wonder he's mad. He's working for free. <laughs> Drive anybody crazy for fun. That's what I thought. I haven't seen a check in weeks. Wait a second. I haven't seen the mail in weeks. Right. <laughs> All work and no play. No pay makes Jack a murderous, raging alcoholic. Now, now seeing it this way, he's totally justified in his actions. The man That's what I thought. And now it's just kind of sad. Just wants his money. Can you fix All right, the mic? And, so and uh, Wendy surprises him. And, uh,. You know, yeah. he asks her, hey, how do you like it? And uh, she doesn't like it very much, Paul. She's not, she's not too happy. Now, now this scene plays out. Uh, I mean, it, it's a beautiful scene. It, it, it's really just really well done. Jack's dialogue, um, the way he looks, like this define, as far as I'm concerned, this is what define Jack Nicholson as Jack Nicholson. And the way he looks, the way he acts, the way he can be the villain. And not be Jack Black. No, right. this scene would be completely different if it was Jack Black. Okay. Yeah, this, so this scene, this scene, like See you said, it's three it's years. Great, you know, Go the get tension some milk. between them and her with the bat and, you know, kind of swinging at him. And he's clearly having a blast. He's not, yeah. like, afraid. He's just, like, loving this. Well, this is his play. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He's been working so hard. He's finally playing. Um. So I, I like this scene. <clears throat> And eventually what happens is she cracks him over the head. He falls down Knocks the stairs. Him right out. And she drags him. Man, she is she is skinny, but she's built like a, a, a string bean lumberjack because she hauls well, him across. She's been doing all the work, Paul. That, she's been doing all the work. You know what? My hands are in the air. You're absolutely right. We did discuss this. She has been doing all the construction work in this building. That's right. You're right. She's been hauling shingles up to the roof herself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, she's been she's been you know hauling the fertilizer out to make sure that hedge maze is still good. That hedge <laughs> maze is ridiculous. Like that There's, is just... oh the scale that like the model that he looks at at one point versus how big it actually is make no sense to each other. No, because that thing looks like it's the size it's like acres long. Yeah, and it's clearly not that big. No. So anyway, she puts him in the freezer and then she's gonna get out with okay, Danny and she wait. realizes he's wrecked the snowcat. With the maze, so, I was confused. How does she know how to get in and out with her kid? Like when they go for that walk, how do they get in back in in a day? Like if she got to the center of it and then had to go all the way back, like did she leave like a trail for herself? Well, first of all, it, it's not a true hedge maze because it's actually when you look at like the top down when Jack's looking at the model, you'll notice that there's actually patterns. It's not like it's just yeah. a zigzag. Number one, number two. 
Everybody knows, whether it's a corn maze or a hedge maze, you put your hand against one wall, you will always find your way out. They didn't really seem like the type to figure it out, though. Okay, they had hours. Just... (laughs) But, like... That should have taken longer, because, like you said, like, it looked like it was, like, acres long. So you're sad that this movie didn't end in the first 25 minutes with them dying horribly just in the starving middle of the Just starving to death in a Just starving to death in a hedge, yes. <laughs> death in a hedge maze. <laughs> What a turn this movie would take. <laughs> and Jack Black, so anyway, he's back at home just typing away, Man, I hope Wendy comes back! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a great paper. Um, finally, uh, Grady shows up, lets Jack out of the uh, pantry he's been locked in. Yes, yes. And Scatman Crothers shows up for the good it does him. He, like you said, takes about five steps inside, yells hello, axe to the chest. It's now, over. Now, I, I understand he's there because... Okay, what was the point of that? Like, that was so stupid. Like, oh, hey, look, false hope. Whoa. Okay, so the reason why is, so just before that, she's saying, her and Jack are talking to the door, and she goes, we're going to take the snow cat out. And he goes, oh, and Jack goes, Hey, yeah, go check the snowcat. Go ahead, go check it out. And as she's running to do that, he talks to Grady. What we find out is the snowcat has had the 80s. I'm so glad we fixed this distributor cat problem because it was really <laughs> the bane of every 80s vehicle. <laughs> if you wanted to... And just wanted to Claiborne. Exactly. If you want to ruin a car in the 80s, you just remove that distributor cap. Done. Done. It's, you can't Done. Put it no back one knows in. how to put it's, it back. No. It, it, it's, I mean, look, in, look. We can figure out LCD monitors. We can figure out the internet. But the distributor cap, that still no. plagues modern man. Yeah, we have no clue. We don't, we don't know what they are. We don't know where they come from. Nope. Nope. They just appeared one day and that was it. So the reason why Crothers shows up is because they need another vehicle to get out. Yes. That's it. I don't like that setup at all. Just okay. because if he would have shown up and did something. That's what I thought. It would have, it would have made that shine thing actually important instead yeah. it's just dumb luck and i, I just yeah. don't like that and True. and in the book willow um dick halloran doesn't die he actually shows up and saves them yes right he's alive at the end he 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 shows up with the snowcat and he's like hey everyone let's get out of here and they get in the snowcat and they leave yeah so yeah it's 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 it was a, i thought that was a bad choice so anyway uh basically the only thing we've got left here is is wendy's running through seeing all sorts of bizarre imagery including that famous bear scene yeah uh the guy in the bear outfit um so now oh all my the god ghosts aren't even trying to hide themselves <laughs> okay anymore. okay the bear thing <coughs> what the hell <laughs> uh i don't know what to tell you paul <laughs> we saw that scene she looks in the room Willow and I looked at each other. She's got to look like, Dad, what are you making me watch? I've got to look like, ah, mm, I, nope, didn't know this was in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, that's 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 like the most famous scene in this movie, other than like, here's Johnny, maybe. Oh, um, but no, I did yeah, not. Yeah, man, whoa. <laughs> so anyway, she gets back to the room with her and Danny. She's taking a nap, because um, that's what you want to do when your husband is, is uh, locked in a pantry. On a murderous rampage. Locked in a pantry, right? Now we see... A really big famous part is Red Rum. Red Rum, Red Rum with Danny. Oh, 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 yeah. We're, we we skipped over Red Rum. Yeah, and she sees it in the mirror, and it says murder. It's murder back. I thought now, that he was actually talking about a type of rum. Yeah. Or his bedroom, like, for some reason. I don't know why I associated it. Like, it makes sense. I thought it was that, and I was like, oh. So, yeah, yeah, oh. that that happens. But um, it, it at this point, I think uh, Wendy's seeing all the ghosts in the hotel, 
and Danny is being chased by Jack Nicholson, correct? No, that happens. They're happened, both uh, being chased. No, that happens right after this because what happened, this oh, is the okay. scene with the axe where he oh, chops yeah. into the room. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And, and then she, she leaves puts the him key out the window the and she idiot. can't get out of the window. Right. That's, no, so then right. He's um, like, then, that's where the here's Johnny thing comes up, which, which is, everyone always asks where that came from. It's, 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 uh, Johnny. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Ed, right. Ed McMahon. That was his catchphrase yeah. for here's Johnny. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, and not I, as funny as, as the, the John Cena edit on online, which always makes me laugh. You can't see me. So, so anyway, um, uh, I, Jack I, takes off and chases Danny. He does. Into the hedge maze. Yep. One quick thing. Yes. I pointed this out and it actually was very, very important to me that we discuss um, Shelley Duvall's flappy arms method of running. Oh my lord, yes. <laughs> Is it just me? She she runs like a new fawn <laughs> or or, yes. or like a new bird who just like I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Uh, yeah, is she trying to take off? Like I'm I with you. Know. I have no idea what's going on there. I don't know. And another one. Every time she's just about every time she's just about to confront Jack in some way, 2 seconds before she drops whatever weapon she has in her hand. Yeah. Like constantly. I don't know. I not that not that you ever wish someone would die. She's not really the smartest. But she really oh, no, does. She is, she is a worthless character. She's annoying in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not good. Uh, so Danny runs into the hedge maze. Jack yes. follows him. Danny does the old, oh, I'll just double back a few which steps. Which is clever. Which is very, very clever. Smart. Jack runs by him. He runs out of the hedge maze. And he freezes to death. And we don't even see what happens to Jack and, and Wendy. We know they get into the snow cat. Now, but that's it. You yes. s- no, you see Danny run out and reunite with his mom, and they get in the yeah, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. the end of that. Now, now, if I'm correct, now the end of this movie is. Oh, a- well, well, hold on. It's it's it's, and then you see a photo. It zooms in on a. Yeah, photo. no, that's what I was going to talk about. And yes. It's, it's, oh, okay, okay. Because it's, so, okay, it's go ahead then. because in this movie we don't do anything quickly. We take long tracking yeah. shots that take 48 minutes per shot. Right. Well, we've got the runtime. Like, time, time travel murder house question mark. Like now he's a part of the house. And, right, and that's where the confusion always comes with it, it, what was actually happening. I'm with Greg. I think, especially where they talk about the Indian burial ground, I think the house, the hotel, or whatever is just it is a presence, it, and which is very common in in Stephen King's things, like Christine, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like things like, are haunted. You know, right. So like, I I agree with that, but. It, if I'm correct, there was an alternate ending. Where there like, wasn't. It was. It actually. It went to theaters and it was pulled after a week. Was it? Did it go to theaters or was it just to uh, to screenings? No, it was. No, it was in theaters for a week and Stanley Kubrick didn't like it and he had it removed. It, right. It's Danny in the hospital and then yep. Wendy and, and Jack show up. Right. And no, it was no, all no. His Jack, head? Jack um, Ullman shows up, the guy who hired Jack. Okay. Okay. And and he's like, oh, we looked everywhere, but we couldn't find your husband's body. Okay. And he he has it, that tennis ball that rolled into Danny. Yep. And he he tosses it to him and like laughs, and that's the end of the movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was an alternate ending with yeah, where yeah, Danny's was, in the hospital, but I couldn't remember the exact details. But but yeah, um, that's that's the movie. That's Paul, it. Paul was this film rad? Is this film rad? Okay. Um. Well, before I say that, uh, I just want to point out I what I love about watching movies on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> we we watched The Shining. In which a father, uh, has a homicidal break and attempts to kill his family. Greg, would you like to guess what a Netflix suggested our next viewing would be? The Hannah Montana movie. Fuller House. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... they're all family. Don't get me wrong. We did start watching it, but... <laughs> but... but... An experience worse than being stuck in a hotel for five months alone. No. Nope, nope. Still better. <laughs> so... Fighting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> Willa, Will, you were just fighting like Shelley Duvall runs. <laughs> so anyway, was this film rad? Uh, yes. I mean, it got rave reviews. This is, when you talk about Stephen King movies, when you talk about Stanley Kubrick movies, when you talk about Jack Nicholson, uh, individually, this is what comes up in conversations first, almost every time. Yeah, I would agree. So to put them all together... At a time when they were both really just coming into their own, Stanley Kubrick had done what? Apocalypse Now? No, that no Kubrick. Kubrick didn't do Apocalypse Now. That was um, that was Francis Ford Coppola. It was no Kubrick. Kubrick had done quite a few films up to this point. Um, he had done. Let's see. This was eighty. So he had done. Let's see. Clockwork Orange already, Space Odyssey, Doctor Strangelove. Okay, okay. And uh, Lolita and Barry Lyndon. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he was already an enormous... Clockwork player. Orange was the one I was thinking of, as far as, yeah, like, being yeah, bigger. Yeah. But In anyway... In fact, he only, made, he only made two movies after this. He made Full Metal Jacket, and he made Eyes Wide Shut, and that's it. Yep. So, as far as, like, being rad... <coughs> I don't know if this was '80s rad, rad like we've talked about. You know, yeah, I could. Yeah, that's 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 that's. But fair. it was it a good, great movie that you watched in the '80s and you knew about 100. percent Even though I watched it a little later, I knew about this movie. I just I wasn't into that movie style at the time. Because you're afraid of everything, like a little baby. Well, through the power <laughs> of editing, Willow is going to say beep. <laughs> nice. So anyway, so yes, uh, definitely. Is this still rad, man? I. No, no, it, it's too long. The music is terrible. There are parts of this movie that are still incredibly well done. The, the, the scene where Jack chases Wendy and then she hits him with the bat. I love that scene. I, I really did. But like we talked about, 10 minutes of really good material does not fill two hours and 20 minutes of runtime. If they had cut, if, if they had cut the interview, Cut the lady in 237. I, I don't even think that was very useful. Some of the party scenes, just cut them differently so that they're a little bit better. This one, it's not bad. It's it's just not rad. It, it's not a movie that I would say, run out there and watch again. Um, yeah. So, and that's my, you know, that's for me. What about you, Greg? Um, I, I, I would say that this film was rad. It certainly had sort of an air about it. I think in the eighties, um, you know, it was on TV regularly. I remember not, not as regularly as some of the other movies we've seen, but I mean, it was, it was consistently on, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, 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 it there, you know, the, here's Johnny and the scenes that you talked about. Those are just, those are scenes that have still stuck around and are still great. So yeah, it definitely was rad, but man, I got to tell you, I had a huge shock when I watched this. I, I couldn't wait for this movie to end. Yeah. It was so long. Yeah. It was so long and it's a good movie. It's an important movie. Um, I mean, things that have been stolen from this movie are, you know, innumerable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Everyone I steals from this movie. Even little things like the carpet design gets gets stolen all the time. Like, a, yep. like they love putting it in, like, like a, it's in Toy Story. That the Sid's carpet sight. is the carpet from yeah, the yeah, Overlook. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's, like, there's all sorts of things like that. But it's just, good God, there is a great hour and a half movie in here. 
I agree with you. <laughs> not a two and a half hour movie. Mm. It is way, way long. It, I, I did not expect to say this, but no, it is not rad. Yeah. No, Love. I'm with you. I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think I'd say it either. Um, I think it was right around the fifth time of, of a five minute screech inducing coma sound that made me just go, I, I, I can't even take this movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I'm shocked. Yeah. Willow? Willow? Way so, in. So, like, I wanted it to be good, but then the first shot of, like, the woods and them driving, that, like, really already let me know that it was going to be bad. So, like, yeah, it's, like, really not rad. And I'd much rather watch Murder House. Like, I feel like they did it better. Like, it's not based on the book like this was supposed to be, but, like, they have, like, similar ideas that were written out better. Okay. And no, Tate. No, no, no. So, there we go. Oh, that's fair. Just Tate. Just Tate. <laughs> Just Tate. Okay. No, Tate. Oh, Tate. Tate Langdon. Oh, Tate. Oh, I thought, okay. That's different. So oh. anyway, uh, that is the end yeah, of the, like... the episode. So let's go ahead and get our thank yous out there. Thank you, right. Mr. Thank Bibbs. Thank you, Mr. Bibbs. As always. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> sorry. Actually, I'm with Willow. Uh, he donates to this podcast. He's a big fan, a uh, super, super big supporter um, of this podcast in so many different ways. And yet, I think this is Dar number three. In a row? Yes. Uh, yeah. It, we have not been on a very good uh, tear for yeah, we movies. Gotta, ooh, I blame okay. the 80s. but uh, <laughs> I blame you and mostly Greg. You can. You have that ability. Now, I blame the 80s. So I'm blaming Greg. They, okay. Once again. So thank you very much for uh, for all that you do for us. That's always appreciated. And, of course, you can go to thiswasrad.podbean.com if you'd like to support this podcast as well. We would super, super appreciate it. Maybe we, we might would. not have a dar next time. Follow mm. us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're on all of those. We Write are. us a review on iTunes. We got relevant. a few more review on iTunes, actually. One from Large Marge sent us, which was super nice. Which was awesome because super I was cool. I was literally listening to them Thursday on the way home from work. Um, that podcast is literally, I'm telling you, Greg, um, I know there's a lot of podcasts in the Potter and Family um, group. That, that are out there. This is one that I found that I, I really have been listening to like every episode they have right now. Um, so I really appreciate that, that review. It was super, super cool. And, uh, obviously go to iTunes. Are they, are they Boston based? I don't know. I, I think they are. Really? I, I seriously do. Cause I was, I was, uh, poking around on their, uh, like their Twitter and stuff. And I think it says Boston Mass. So they might be local to you guys. Uh, if you are, if, well, if you listen to this, um, first of all, thank you. And if you do, please get in contact with us. Maybe we could do a little crossover episode sometime. I think it would be cool if It'd all be... of you guys got together and, and me on the West Coast and we had some kind of crazy. Yeah. Even if it's like a thematic thing where it's like, we're just going to do, we're just going to talk about 80s movies and not even watch one movie or something. I, yeah. I think there's something that. Cool oh, well, they do 80, there. they do the exact same thing we do. They 80 movies reviews and they're pretty. They kind of do like we do. They kind of thoroughly go through it, which is nice. Um, but anyway, so thank you for that. Uh, we're gushing on them now. Uh, oh, well, you know, since since we're doing that, I got a couple new ones I've been listening to. The yes. Station Wagon is a, is a really fun one. Uh, brother and sister in Seattle decide to give something up for a few weeks and like something that you and I take for granted. And then they, they podcast about it. And Ooh. it's actually very, very funny and very cool. Nice. So it might be like sleeping in a bed. Coffee. <laughs> it didn't do it for a few weeks. Coffee was last week's. They said really? no coffee for a couple Ooh. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, can do I, don't know if I could it's, live it's, without it. 
Yeah, it's it's very they're very very funny. Uh, I just saw them through a Facebook group, um, and I am really enjoying them a lot. Uh, they're they're very very funny. Video Rangers is another one. They do what we do, but it's more like offbeat stuff you would have found in a VHS like rental house that like you wouldn't have ever been released in theater. Um, and they do what we have been talking about doing, where they do the very special episodes of 1980s TV. Yeah, we have to do oh, that. Oh man, no, they they. So of course they do the different strokes episode. Yeah, we got we we still have to oh, do those, man. Greg. So um, giving those guys out, and uh, a a guy that I uh, interact with a lot on Twitter, uh, he has a T-shirt shop called Best of Bad. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. No. Um, there are a ton of 80s themed like T-shirts. Definitely give the guy a check. He uh, retweets us a lot every time we put out, like, an episode. He retweets us. Uh, he's a big, big, big supporter. Sweet. Um, oh, so good. So definitely check out his t-shirts. A lot of, like, wrestling-based ones from the 80s. A lot of, um, like, uh, uh, due to the current political climate, a lot of They Live uh, uh, t-shirts have been coming out from this guy. They're very, very funny. And what was that? Best... Best of Bad. You can find him on Twitter. You know what? I'll throw a couple of links up on Facebook okay. and Twitter. I'll, I'll plug him, but uh, definitely worth checking out his stuff. Very, very nice. funny things that he's got going on there. Sweet. Um, now, talking about social media, um, real quick. I, I know we're going a little long here. Uh, I We got to say this. Uh, so, uh, with March coming up, because we're going to get there a lot sooner than we think. Sure are. We have decided uh, that... Uh, Normally, uh, what happens is uh, college basketball kind of comes into their the end of their season. They do a lot of championships, and we start hearing about brackets, 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 and they call it March Madness. We have decided, because we are insane, we're going to call it March Chuckness. Everyone, and we, and we are doing four 1980s movies by the man himself, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. But we need your help because what we're going to do on the podcast is... We're Buy gonna... a little subscription box. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love you. Bye. We're going to do brackets just like they do for basketball. We're going to put all four movies. We're going to compete which one is better for each of us. And at the end, we're going to have an overall winner. We're going to put on our uh, Twitter and our Facebook page a poll with all four movies. And we want you guys to vote which movie you think is the best one. Or vote one see... out. Nope, they're going to vote for which one they think is the best one, and then at the end when we finish our brackets, we'll see who was the closest or which one would match to us best yeah. for the movies. So we got that coming up for you, too. It's just something a little different for the podcast. Hey, so Greg, what movie are we doing next? We're doing Short Circuit, you know, because I love movies where we can't hire an actual ethnic person to play a role. So we so have we'll a poo and bell sheet. make somebody else do it. That's the, I love movies like that. They're the best. What? What? Are you talking uh, about Ben? Fisher Stevens Balsheet? is not an Indian man. He's not? A poo? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, on that note, um, I'm Greg. <laughs> I was Paul. I'm Willow. Bye. Bye. But I corrected them, sir.